Welcome back to We Was Hijacked. Yeah, a new name. We're doing a recap. <laughs> you always throw them off with a welcome back, I think, because then welcome. they get disoriented. Welcome back. I should play Mace. Just welcome have, have... back. I know you yes. like that. What yeah, you well... know about that? That's before your time. I'm time. sorry. I'm Brandon. I'm a grown ass woman. Why yeah, does Brandon keeps making y'all think I'm in my early 20s? Please stop doing that to the people. You know who else is a grown ass woman? Someone born in 2005. Nope, that's not. Then that is not true. That's an 18 year old. That's a that's a woman who's never paid bills before. I'm talking about grown. Could have had two babies, but didn't. And like okay, someone born age, in 2000 is a grown woman. Okay. Me and Brandon are a couple years apart. That's what I'm trying to bring forth to y'all. Brandon's treating me like I am a 19-year-old that he picked I'm up. A old, I'm an old man. I'm almost 60. You're not in your 50s. I'm almost 60. I'll be 60. I'll be 60 in 25 years. <laughs> almost 60. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Who so, rounds like that? I'm, I'm an old man. Who rounds like that? It's true. It's true. That's yeah, to know, of course. So what I I kind of convinced, I badgered Chanel and convinced her to watch the sexy man uh, Stringer Bell on TV. And so <laughs> we can talk about Hijacked, which is yes. an Apple TV Plus show. But this show doesn't require us to go through it episode by episode. So I think we should just, I wanted to do the first half of the season and the second half is the six episodes, but mm -hmm. we're a little, we're like a halfway plus one. So we're going to do episodes one through four mm -hmm. of Hijacked, and then hopefully we'll come back at the end of the season and wrap it up. Um, but you know, I got you. I asked you to watch the show. Yeah. Uh, you watched it. What do you think? Um, I think good. That's my first thought just to give an answer up front. Um, I don't know why it took me so long to sit down and watch it. I, I like I literally have no idea. Like I kept turning it off. And sometimes that happens with shows and that doesn't mean the show's gonna be bad. It's just how I kind of do immediately. Um at this point I'm in because I want like I'm still gonna if if you didn't make me watch it, I would still wait to watch it for some reason. But it's one of those shows that once you're in it, you're like, okay, like they're acting their asses off. I don't know what's happening. I wanna know, but part of me is like thrilled by not knowing the full story yet. And um, also I, what I like about it is they have, you know, he's kind of like a Jack Bauer type. I think we talked about that offline, but his, his like Jack Bauer, they, they played him like an Avenger. Like Jack Bauer was always kind of perfect and kind of always right on time. Like with him, you don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, you know, ultimately he's probably going to save as many people as possible, but every once in a while you're like, is this nigga going to kill somebody like what is he on you know he's just it, it's an interesting way that they wrote the show so i think except, that's how i feel so far except stringer is not like uh a mean like a badass apparently he's just like a businessman yes yeah. like, <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's like just a, a really real, cunning he's business a he's a closer yeah, he's... they send that again because they were like what does he do i'm like oh liam neeson black james bond and they're like yeah he goes in at the end of a negotiation to just wrap the shit up and i feel like that makes sense because he he spends the first couple episodes 
trying to get the hijackers to think he's on their side and whatever that whatever that's worth it must be like a really strong tactic to let the person you really ultimately don't give a fuck about think that like you are down for them and you understand their goals and their goals help you out basically is what he's doing so yeah like okay i guess we let's get into so the first episode was um by the way he keeps saying stringer this is idris elba's show on apple tv it's stringer bell okay stringer bell play uh, idris elba played by stringer bell since that's how you want to say it um so he's able to be british in this one that's the first thing that's nice sec oh i actually have something to say i have long had this opinion about bbc shows i fucking love luther haven't watched the movie yet been saving it but i'm gonna watch it i fucking love all those shows all those black british shows top boy and all that my thing is this they never give the black man a black wife on bbc if you can tell me a black couple on bbc i will pay you money that's how few that's how much i have not seen that right they always give him some little blonde or some redhead or a, a middle eastern woman who's white appearing like it's never ever him with the black man him or nicholas um Pinchuk, whatever his name is who does it starts with a p the other black guy here's my point they gave him a dark-skinned black woman as a wife i was like i'm into this show now they got me they did what they need to do they gave him a black ass family and detective daniel's trying to come in again in the middle of it so they set this up with like a relationship between he's kind of the bad husband probably very much like a off on the corporate trip all the time leaving his family behind kind of dad and that's kind of like some of the, the emotional stakes they have on the ground while the shit's happening up top in the sky yeah see he's a he's a it's got to be more than that because if you tell me i'm moving on because my husband's a business person and he's always away the person i'm not going to get with i'm not going to get with a detective who's probably <laughs> always doing overtime he's and always away yeah. and that's always away now i so i'm hoping I'm, so maybe it's more than that elsewise or maybe stringer bell's just being stringer bell and that's why, and of course, who would want to be with Stringer Bell? So you, you're going to confuse imagine. so many people. You're going to confuse so many Everybody people. Everybody knows who Stringer Bell is. Right, but now you're making people think this man is selling drugs on the side some kind of way. Stringer Bell is not, Stringer Bell is not uh, bound by his occupation. He is bound by his actions. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think like, you know, we never saw Stringer with a wife and kids. So maybe that's why it's hard for me. But I mean, yeah, he, he seems to be a shitty husband in some way, but if you peeped in the first episode, I think him and the wife kind of hooked up recently. Like, it's like they broke up. She had moved on with this white man. But then, like, they, she kind of went back for that old stuff. And that's when she was like, you got to stop texting me. Like, that's those are the old. Before he got on the plane text, she was like, don't talk to me no more. Like, we can't do this again. That's what I picked up from those old texts. So, anyway, he's apparently gone to, he's in Dubai. He bought her this expensive gift. He, so, this nigga got on the plane. First of all red flags this thing got a plane with the cartier bracelet or some shit that's it no carry-on no deodorant no toothbrush i'm like this nigga's a terrorist but he's clearly not he's just trying to go back to the uk and try to win his ex-wife back um but they're so far along that like old dude has moved in so it seems like it's also like a very late gesture on idris's part um he has a, a son who like loves his dad but kind of knows his dad's not shit to an extent and so when Basically, I didn't take his that. I thought his son was like, "Why the fuck are you fucking this white man?" Because she kind of oh, he absolutely. didn't want to talk. He was like, "Why is dad not here?" Basically. Oh, absolutely. But like later on, when she was talking shit about him in the hallway, he wasn't like, "You talking about my daddy? I hate you." He was like, "Oh shit, I guess I guess she don't trust him." Like he just kind of it seems like mm-hmm. he's 
seen some of it. Um, but basically, in the beginning, there's this Middle Eastern, this brown dude who basically like is late to get on the plane. And Idris is like, "Oh, let him. Uh, he'll we'll let him." His name's in the in the show is like Sam. He's not a Sam, but okay. Um, he's like, "Oh, let him on," and it makes you be like, "Oh, that's the t-. like." You're like, "Oh, that's the nigga with the bomb." Like you just point fingers at people, thinking it's like one hijacker. And we learn over time that there's five hijackers who are on this plane manifest with passports that have no nationality attached to them. So like somehow they got fake passports, and you realize like this has to be organized to a greater extent that we can see. Um. That's kind of like the conceit that we get over the first couple episodes. Do you want to? I'm kind of jumping around here. Let's yeah, talk. We can about, jump around. Let's talk about the pilot. That situation. Well, before that, it kind of explained what the premise of the show is. Is we're on a plane from Dubai to the UK, and in the middle of the flight, not even in the middle, like yeah, kind of early on, <laughs> like one, like. Thirty minutes into the feet. flight, yeah. <laughs> Thirty minutes into the flight, it gets hijacked by these five people on the plane. Of course, coming from Dubai to the UK, Chanel assumed that they were going to be Middle Eastern people That's hijacking the plane. Branded. But because I'm an ally, because I'm an ally, <laughs> I did not think that. What I said was, there's a guy that gets on the plane last minute in the beginning, and it's a red herring because he's not the person. And you think like, oh, he's just a nice guy. You're like, oh, that's going to be the twist. But he actually is a nice guy who has some kind of record, but he's still a nice guy. So that was just a twist to get your biases going. He's a white man who's a murderer, which we find out later, who just got out of prison. No, uh, that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the dude with the curly hair, um, like the brown dude with the curly hair who they kept looking at, who was a, in the very, very beginning when they were going to plane, they were about to close him off the plane. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like there was a dude who was about to miss the plane and he just told the stewardess, just let, or the flight attendant, let the ticket agent, let him on. What harm could it do? And like that made somebody, oh shit, is that the harm it does? Is he the hijacker? But he's not. Mm-hmm. So that's all I meant. It was like a twist. Actually, most of the hijackers are white people. There's one black dude who's also speaks Arabic, but that nigga's mad haram because um he's speaking Arabic to the people to try to like get them calmed down because obviously they're coming from UAE, but he's clearly not a Muslim because he is violent and doing some violent things and beating people up and yelling at them. So um what? there's that like, don't mean he's not a Muslim. Well, there's a moment where like the Muslim men are like he like they're like he must be Islamic and he's like basically saying like he doesn't act he's not upholding this high Oh see, I thought that was belief. racism. Yeah. Oh no, I think it's like saying like uh he's not being a good person and Muslims like strive to be the best person they can be. That's what I thought saying. they were saying he's not Muslim because he's, <laughs> he's black. black. No, yes. they were like they were like that nigga is doing the wrong thing because like you know like it's the whole the whole xenophobia and Islamophobia thing is this idea that like what ter- tel- the Taliban did and other people who like are want to harm America whatever the ideology how you want to describe it that those people represent Islam and those are just ha- people who happen to be Islamic with these other political leanings and I think a lot of Muslims are like if you understand what Islam is it's about peace like there's still a lot of sexism and homophobia in the in the religion itself but outside of that it's a very peaceful like just um and loving religion so I think that's what they were meant but yeah let's, okay the pilot so there's five hold on we, it's there's five people that hi, we didn't tell them what the show's about it's five people that hijacked the plane uh, and so each episode, so it's like a seven hour flight or a six hour flight, whatever, from Dubai to 
London. London. And so each episode is an hour on the plane, right? So each episode is one hour of the flight on the way back. And so throughout the plane, throughout the episodes, at least the first four episodes, you you're trying to figure out why are they hijacking this plane? You know, what is their end goal? Are the people in London going to figure it out? Like, are the people going to figure out that this plane is hijacked? Uh, and then how are they going to stop it? And yeah, so that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, there's a sense that there's somebody else in charge of all of this. Um, and then they mention it throughout, like they mentioned, oh, we're doing this for so-and-so or like this wasn't the plan. So it seems like there's a, another party that's, well, there has to be somebody on the ground, right? Because they're not, they're actively not communicating and letting anyone know the plane is hijacked. So that's the other thing of it. Like they don't want anyone to know, oh, this is happening. They want to just land. And what's confusing about that is like, you want to land in London and do what? Like there's security when you get on the ground. It doesn't like you can't overpower them. At that that's why I'm like, what the fuck is the um is the end goal? Because it's like I guess they didn't want people to know they had hijacked them until the people on the ground had the whole plan in place to get like get what they wanted out of the government. I guess because this whole time they're going way out of their way to let not let people know they're they're uh being hijacked. So like the first couple episodes. We'll talk about the pilot in a second, but like basically they cut the Wi-Fi off before people can start sending messages telling people, hey, what the fuck for hijack? And so um, the pilot has a chance to do it. But in the meantime, Idris, who's smart, texts the wife this and, and says like, it's some shit. He says there's an incident. It's some shit going down, like very serious. This is the thing that's so funny about this show, though, Brandon, because they're British, <laughs> the text is like serious incident be alarmed see ta-ta like it's like it's so british the way the text is said whereas like i feel like if we was on a plane we would the text would read all caps niggas is hijacking the plane send help send the people like it would be such a clear message but on the ground his wife and the son and the boyfriend get the message and like he says incident i wonder what that means like it's so unclear that there are niggas with guns on this plane did you did you pick up on that because i was so mad about how like british it all was yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's like the code or whatever. I guess you have to say is my guess, but but not but, even the pilot. Like he could text anything to his wife, and he didn't say hijacking. He didn't say under attack. He didn't say danger. He said there's been an incident. It just they just speak so simply about really emotional yes. things. <laughs> like, and, that, and, and so on the ground they were able to kind of brush away like I guess maybe he's mistaken and what I'm saying is like if you send a very clear message like in all caps they have guns no one's mistaken no one's on the ground like oh he's fine he's just it's a false alarm like there's a way there's an American way I guess I'm trying to say to send that message that would be very clear like hey it's, it's turned up there's something going on um okay so to talk about the pilot so as we all know post 9-11 one of the security features for sure is like the pilot's door is not like easily accessible. That shit is, you know, bulletproof, I believe. Um, there's a there's a peephole to see out. There's there should be cameras. There's a whole communication system. Like basically, it's to stop anybody from getting into the cockpit and it's like changing the path of the plane for obvious reasons. The pilot and the co-pilot is a woman. The pilot is like this older British guy. Um, we find out early on that like he's sleeping with one of the stewardess. The no, no, you wife. are you are way underselling this. This man, <laughs> this, first of all, this man has a a woman co-pilot, which is important later on in the in the show. He 
he, he gets, I mean, we can jump around because we're talking about the first four episodes, but eventually he gets, he gets manipulated into opening the door because the hijackers knew that he was mm-hmm. fucking the flight attendant, right? And like in love with her, like they were having a whole affair. But the whole time he's got his iPad next to him at in his, his pilot seat with a whole picture of his wife and kids mm-hmm. in front of him. But he's, a, but he's, a, but he loves this flight attendant so much that they threaten to kill him. Not only kill does her. he open Gonna the door from to kill her, not only yep. does he open the door for the hijackers. Yeah, his co-pilot was not about to let it happen. She's like, it's nothing. You can't open this door. Like, yeah, we, we have we, to get we, there. Yeah. We can't open this door. Like, let them he kill her. beats the shit out of his co-pilot yes. Whoops, her to the ass. point that she's inca- incapacitated and then opens the, the door. The yep. It's what a that, fucking asshole. That sh- and then it's like she's from the rest of the flight. She's looking at him crazy because she's tending to the co-pilot. Like, what the fuck did you do? And my, but all of I don't them think are- she knew he was married with kids. Is how I took it. Um, that's interesting. So I would say just to the the co-pilot thought though in general is like you did all this to save homegirl, but mind you, we no longer know. Like at that point, I think the bullets were actually blanks. So she like they they probably should have called their bluff. But I totally understand how you don't want to call the bluff to see one person's head blown off. But I also don't understand how you don't understand that like. That now everyone's head can be blown off because you give it like you have to I, like I don't know what to do in that situation I guess it's all fucked up because it's like they could just start killing people and it's like you ha- are you going to keep flying the plane if they're murdering everyone I don't know that's what you're supposed to do because the idea is that let's just say it's 200 people in the plane even if you killed all 200 people if you crash a plane into a building it's going to kill, kill more people, right? Way right, yeah. more people. <laughs> yeah, you're right. People. I mean, for, for sure, right? And then the good news is when you land, those people are stuck on a plane. So you got your, co- you know, like <laughs> you got mm-hmm. your people. But um, no, I mean, it's clearly a shitty situation and like gun violence is just very triggering. But anyway, um, yeah, he gives in almost immediately, right? Doesn't even hold out. But she, the stewardess, regard the flight attendant, whether or not she knew he was married or not, which I don't think she knew because you ain't been to that nigga's house. Let's stop. Mm-hmm. You haven't been in his house. You y'all do this when y'all are on away games. So I feel like she knew to some extent, or she didn't want to admit it to herself. But anyway, um, it's crazy because she gets on the phone. And she's like, "Open up! They're gonna kill me." So that's also like manipulation. And I know that she's not necessarily a hero or ready to be like sacrifice me. But it was like, bro, do like they like hold off, make them show you they're serious, or call their bluff or whatever. Because ultimately, he just gave the plane over to them. So from now on the cockpit's open for them to go back and forth and communicate or not communicate or control like they have control of the whole flight now we also find that the flight the lady there's a woman who works at baggage i mean at the baggage uh security, oh, security place PSA. she lets them on with the guns right she lets them on with the guns yeah and then she goes home but of course they can't let their loose end go so they have these people who are cleaners quote mm-hmm. unquote and basically, they went to her house and killed her, right? So he got Whole these family. Yep. And it's this air traffic control agent who gets on the call with the pilot and figures out that something's wrong. And then the pilot, they make him call him back and say it was a false alarm. But this dude was like, uh, this don't seem right. There's something fucked up about the situation. 
So he starts yeah. to do his own investigation. Because he literally said there is a security incident. Again, British shit. He didn't say they got guns. They got, he, said, he wasn't British. He was. He was no, the pilot, the pilot. The pilot. The pilot. Oh, the like, pilot. There was a oh, yeah. definite incident when I could, you could have said the code and then said they got guns, bro. It's a dude. It's a late. Like he didn't give no details. He was like, oh, it's incident, and then he, like you said, yeah. did go back. Um, but by the way, it's a dude in Dubai. The air traffic controller's birthday. I think this is. <laughs> they're just showing you how like fucked up the situation is i guess because he, he decides, does his, yeah he thinks he's bruce wayne batman does his own investigation goes to this woman's house on his own after looking up security footage talk about he know her he want to check on her he walk in the house these cleaners are just downstairs cleaning yep. shit i'm like oh you about to die okay my first dude. of all they they are they're two white dudes in dubai. so first of all two house cleaners in dubai that are white men you got to double check on that first of all like, you need to know where you're at and what the clientele looks like right so that's one second of all they're in full head to toe hazmat basically like blue, like plastic dexter style so i'm like they also have on that house ain't that fucking dirty so they go oh do you want to see if they're upstairs he doesn't hear no noise no kids no nothing she's not responding he goes oh i'll go check and i was like bro Back the fuck up out of that that place and go and get like there's just so many I but the I hesitate because I know in real life you would never expect somebody went home sick from work early. There might be some going on a plane. You're not thinking the assassins are at the house and everyone's dead. Like that's in no one's brain. So realistically, I live in Texas, right? So if I went to your house. And I saw some white dudes cleaning the house. I'd be like, oh, oh you, would know. The house. you would know. No, I'd be like, oh, no, I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, some white dudes cleaning the house because we live in Texas. If I lived in Dubai, in Dubai, <laughs> and I <laughs> right rolled up to there. your house, right. and there was some white dudes in there, I'd be some like, Brits. hey, dog, what is this? Like, <laughs> the, the white people in Dubai are not cleaning houses. I can you wouldn't tell even you do that. that. You'd be like, oh, wrong house. Or you'd, like, you'd be like, oh, uh, me, me mistake. No English. Like you would just literally back out of there and run. Like you would know better. Um, that's what I agree with you about that. By the way, though, I would never have a who. It's a specific type of white man that is good at cleaning houses. I'll say that because they've Alpha. never, they've yeah, butlers, right? They've never in history had the generational house cleaning practices passed down to them they've never understood the value of a good like getting in there with a duster so i would never like you should always know generation generally generationally all people of color have had to do these menial jobs we've had to clean houses all that stuff those are practices that get passed down white people have never had white men have never had to clean anything they're the worst house cleaners across the board oh white men yeah, white men. Okay, I thought you were saying I mean, white people. No, no, no. There's white housewives, like all okay. women of any color. Black men sometimes have to clean up behind themselves. Like Asian men, maybe not. Okay, so you would never see me with an Asian man or a white man house cleaner. Or Asian. I was gonna say, I thought you were saying white people, but I was like, you never see me with a male house cleaner. These fucking very, poor white people had to clean their gay. goddamn house. But you're right; it was probably the woman. They're probably making the right. woman clean the house. Right, right, right. I just don't see. Anyway, we're I, everything I just said was no. You're 100 percent correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I say this. To I'm say, mistaken. I say this. To say, if you see correct. a nigga cleaning my house, and that's not my husband or my roommate, I'm in trouble. Please call the feds. <laughs> like just so you know, whether they're dressed as a sock. Well, or not. it anyway. depends. They were kind of dressed like people cleaning carpets, and I see a whole bunch right. of white men cleaning your carpet. They call Stanley Steamer. It's nothing but white men. 
who come clean my damn that's carpet. That's true. No, that's right. But and he they had the overalls on. No, he had a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's when you lose it. Anyway, and then they were like, oh, she's moving. Why are you, you cleaning up? And I got furniture in the house, though. That don't make no sense. So, yeah. Um. Anywho, he gets murked. They're all murked. They're all in the bathroom. And then, like, literally, he they come up the stairs behind him. He goes, can you take a step back? And then he goes, because it's easier to clean you up in the bathroom. Pshoo, and kills him. And I'm like. I mean, that is done. efficient. It was done when he walked through the door because every step. But I guess in the UAE, like, niggas aren't. No one's murdering. Let's put it back in context. Like, no one's murdering in Dubai. So, actually, now I think about it, he had all his guard down. Because that's not a place where you get away with, like, gun violence. Like, that's not a place where you get a... There's a black woman right now in jail for yelling at, at a man in Dubai. So, I would not be expecting nobody... So, okay, justice for him because it was his birthday and he was just trying to be a good person. But that's the first air traffic controller who's like, this shit ain't right. So, then we go to London where they have this lady who we see her whole... Her son's late for... Makes her late for work thing. She gets there late, and so she um, has no shame about being late. She's like, "Wait a second, mm-hmm. you telling me there's a there is a false alarm on this flight, and nobody but the Wi-Fi is off, and they're not answering when yeah. we call them." Ain't and nobody double check this shit. Yeah, that's literally all her her whole thing. And I guess like because she was late, it made it easier for her to be like, "Wait, what?" Because they were all like, "It's fine, ignore, ignore, push it on through." Um, so she she sounds the alarm. Meanwhile. Detective Daniel, which is not his actual title, like he's like probably solicitor or fucking DCI, sh- like they have different titles. He, because of the wife of Sam's wife on the ground, I don't remember her name, but their son is Kai, because Sam's wife was a little bit concerned. Kai was really concerned. He's like, I'll look into it. He has an ex who's in um, like counterterrorism, and she's from The Good Wife, the investigator from The Good Wife. I love her. She's like, oh, I'm your ex. Why are you calling me? All right, I guess I'll look it up. She looks it up. They're like, it's fine. It's fine. It's like, okay. But when the air traffic controller calls her, that's the first time she's like, I think this is some shit. Like, something isn't right. And then eventually they and find Daniel out. Never, Daniel finds out and doesn't tell her. Doesn't tell right. uh, yep. Stringer Bell's wife. So she's just walking through life like, okay, she has a job interview that day. She's like a physicist and she's trying to get a teaching job, like go her. Um, so anyway, the other thing too about, like just real quick about the radios, what's happening is eventually, actually no, I'll finish. Well, let's finish what's on the ground. So they're basically once the air traffic controllers really are like, this doesn't make sense. They start sounding the alarms. They start looking around and investigating. That's how we find out about the passport thing. Um, the the defense secretary gets involved and going back up to the plane stringer. You got me doing that now. Sam, Sam Stringer is like, he gets, he involves himself. And so he started the flight. Like, don't nobody talk to me. The white dude next to him tries to make conversation. He closed the blinds. He was so rude to him, but the, yeah, but the dude was rude to him first. The no, I guess he was wasn't. To... No, he wasn't. I guess he wasn't. I guess he. I mean, he was just playing his game on loud, and he was annoying everybody in first class. Um, by the way, though, God forbid, God forbid. Um, there was a part when like every when they started hijacking, where everybody had to find their seats, and Trigger got caught in bit in regular in like main cabin. I'd be so fucking mad. I'd be like, if I gotta be stuck, put me back in my nice seat that I paid for. Don't put me back here with these babies crying um that's not funny though knock on wood so he is well before that 
these girls find before we get all that with stranger, oh, yeah. these girls find these this one girl goes to the bathroom. Literally finds a shell in the bathroom. Finds a bullet shell, yeah, in the bathroom. And she tells this white man, and this white man's like, Oh, let me go check on it for you. And oh, how about the white man checks on her? He goes, Hey, how you doing? Like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm thinking he's with it's like the school group. I'm thinking he's a principal. No, this is just a nigga who was on the plane with them. Like, like you said, keep going. He goes up to fake tell the flight attendant, but what he really does is tell one of the other terrorists, hey dog, we gotta go. That's why I started early when we were talking about it. They were supposed to start it three hours into the flight. They ended up starting it like an hour into the flight, the hijacking. So they had to keep everybody under control for a lot longer than what they planned, which goes into some of the shit that goes yeah, down. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he comes back and he says, "Oh, it's all good, man. It was one of those, you know, it was one of those secret, secu- you know, secret uh, flying people that come on that be in plain clothing <laughs> to protect you." Yeah, it's the all marshals, good. the marshals, the marshals. And so, then a few minutes later, they start one hijacking girl like, the fucking plane. It's one black girl who's like, "That don't make no fucking sense." Like, there's always somebody who's like, "What?" <laughs> say it again and everybody else is always like it's fine leave it alone don't and she's like no 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 that makes no sense it's just niggas walk around with guns what is that that doesn't make a discarding the shells and the what and then they're like oh, just leave it alone so that's what happens um it does come up later though because there's this egyptian older man who used to be like an egyptian army i guess who yeah. is communicating in his language so that that's why they're able to kind of keep it private and he's saying though they have blanks there's no way they have real guns in here because they know if it goes off it would depressurize the cabin and ruin everything so he's like i know i know in my heart they have blanks and if you can show me what the bullet looks like i will like tell i will tell you if it's a blank or not and so or, or throughout the the flight they're kind of creating a system where people are turning on their cabin reading light as a signal to something it's like someone passed a note and the person if they can confirm or can't will turn the light so first of all there's like a, a bullet does go off at one point a blank goes off and um they can't find it so then they're like oh there is no bullets these aren't real guns and the white dude next to idris is like i'm about to go charge him like there's all these white dudes who are like getting ready to fight or trying to fight back and it doesn't work out basically and he was like, actually right though Stranger he was right at first yeah, yeah but i mean but idris was right in being cautious like we need proof first so they did get proof they they one of the flight attendants like they figured out a whole system to get to the girls to get the girls to demonstrate was it a blank or was it a regular bullet based on the drawing and the and they're all three because all three of the girls saw it that are in that row are like it's a blank for sure they're like bet. oh that's right what fucked yeah. it all up is that it was this muslim family and one of them had diabetes and he kept asking to get his insulin for his granddad his and uncle. the black and the black dude wouldn't let him and they got into a fight which was that and that was his first mistake grab the medicine give it to them check it if you need to give it back that you're creating chaos by mm-hmm. making people sit there like as if people will sit there and do what you want to do for the most part unless they're like having an asthma attack and you have the inhaler you won't give it to them somebody who cares about them is going to get upset and be like if he's going to die anyway i'm going to fight like that's kind of how it goes if everyone has what they need everyone has a snack you promise you're not going to kill nobody People might just sit, sit through it because they can't overpower you. So that's his mistake. He just, keep, they keep being so like, sit down, shut the fuck up, blah, blah, blah. So while that's all happening, a girl gets up and starts crying. Now, first of all, I don't believe in whooping kids. But if we're getting hijacked on a plane and my child decides to, in the chaos, crawl down the aisle, 
how do you even discipline that? That's a justified whooping. There's like I mean, five. There's like five reasons in the world why you should ever whip someone. They're very, very rare. Very I feel rare. like that's one of them. I now, feel I like mean, that's I, one of them. I let the other people whoop them at that point. I'm like, you can get a lick too because she just put us all in. Like they lose their mind. By the way, I don't have kids. That's why I talk like that. They lose their mind. Everyone's like, this is a real chaotic point because the mother's like, I'm not like, that's where's my fucking kid? Like she loses it. She's already been weird the whole time. Um, There was this white lady who kept trying to shush her child and the main guy in charge. Okay. Okay. First of all, I'm with the white lady. This little kid shows up <laughs> with his Nintendo Switch, has it blasted loud as fuck with no headphones, and this woman is like, dog, your kid is playing this loud-ass fucking Mario game with no headphones, and she got the nerve to snap back at me? That's yeah, no, on you! <laughs> something stupid happened earlier where, like, basically, she was like, this should be where we put our stuff. Oh, oh I yeah, she said what, that's yeah. my spot. Like it's spots no, on the plane. No, here's what it was. Yeah, this is what it was. It's a three row plane. So they're in the middle row. They're in they're yeah, they're in the middle. Like, you know, obviously it's a huge plane. The lady's on the right side. I guess above above or behind the lady on the right, the mom wanted to put her stuff there. And the, the lady was like, That's where my stuff goes. So the mom then had to put the bag on the other side of the aisle and the plane where she cannot reach. So she was like, his headphones are in on the other side of the plane. And you made me put them there because you wouldn't let us put it where we. And she's like, "There's no fucking assigned <laughs> assigned places." At this but, point, at the at this point of flight, it hadn't been hijacked. It. She could have got her ass up and got her son yeah, those no, goddamn headphones. Oh no, she was. She being wanted to weird. be an asshole. She was being weird, yeah, for sure. Because I think like those, you have to be aware. Like your kids are fucking annoying. We understand yes. they're, they're they're people, and we want them to to develop. Nobody wants to cut your child out, but you got to take care of that for us. Um. So yeah. Anyway, the point, the whole point is they have this conflict where the lady's like, "Leave me alone! Don't be racist!" and while they're all losing their minds, the white lady who is shushing helps her find her daughter because she's like, "Well, I'm not a, like I'm not an asshole." And during all that, the leader goes to switch out his blanks for real bullets. So apparently, yes. the niggas were really prepared. He goes to get a real bullet and kills the white lady. And now the mother is like shaking because she realizes, like, even though she fussed with that lady, she still was down at the end of the day. And now she's dead. So now there's someone actually dead on the plane and everything feels different. So all the hijackers are nervous. They're like, you said this wouldn't happen. Like, nobody was supposed to die. And how many times have you heard that in a hijacking or like that always happens? Because these hijackers seem like regular ass people, not regular people, but like close. They they don't seem like part of you worries if they're being forced or what's going on because. Yeah, well, they're def- it's definitely not idealized. I wanted to make sure we had time to talk about theories. So, Chanel, I actually know what's going on. Would you like to know what's going on? Uh, give me a little bit. It's not a spoiler because it was in the actual episode. I just happened to pause it. Fuck. Go ahead. Okay, so. I, so in, at the end of the episode four, where we mm-hmm. where we left off, this this weird looking white man walks up to like the defense secretary of London and and says like you've been weird. basically like you've been Sorry. served. Wait, weird for America, very normal for England. It's basically like you've been served. So he mm-hmm. gets in the he goes in the back of his car and it's like the home secretary, docu- by the way, who's like the secretary of state. He gets like a document that has like demands on it. 
Um, and there's a piece of paper that listed the men's. I actually pause on them. Yes, because I oh, care and I wanted to do this for you. Let's go. I paused on the documents because that's what and, I want to know. And this is what the document said to the Home Secretary and members of the UK government to whom it may concern. On the 7th of January, 2023, Edgar Jansen and John Bailey Brown were wrongfully imprisoned as a direct result of this flight KA-29 time and details listed below has as a result as a direct result of this i'm sorry flight ka29 time and details listed below has been hijacked this is your opportunity to write that wrong you have the time it takes for the plane to reach london to release these men from prison failure to do so comply with any subsequent instructions or influence the progress of the plane will result in the death of all 216 people on board that's what the, that's what it said Wow, that's okay. First of all, Edgar and John, they mentioned them earlier when somebody was getting Kofi. He was like, it's for Edgar and John. My thing is, once you start getting to shoot, it's like six of them. Once you start shooting 200 people, some like at this point, we got to be like, all right, while he's shooting them, I'm gonna have to like three of us got to jump on them because five, six people taking out 216 is just distressing to me. Um, but yeah, apparently, and Edgar and John, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Let me cut you off. I mean, apparently them are some, like, who the fuck are they? Yeah, so I'm assuming we'll find that out next episode. But the reason why the ground knows so much about what's going on the plane is because Stringer Bell, this white man got stabbed by one of the Muslim oh, yeah. people who was trying to get the medicine for his granddaddy. And he's bleeding out bad. Yeah, he did damage with them little hair scissors. Them little nose clippers. He must have hit an artery or something. And so Stringer Bell is trying to act all nice to help him. And he's like, don't you want to call your mom? And so you can talk to him in case you die. <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah. And, and First of all, my guy is spitting up blood. It's over. So he's also genuinely like, let's call your mom. But before he does that, go ahead. Stringer Bell calls his wife and the answer machine is on. And he's smart enough to say, hey, is this your mom's phone number? And he reads the phone number out and he says, okay, you're bleeding out. You know, so she knows that there's some shit going on mm-hmm. on the plane. And he's like, and, oh, my hands are tied up. I can't use the phone. Basically, like, it's yeah. clear there's a lot going on. By the way, though, when he was reading out the number, I'm like, what? So I just, it completely skipped me what was happening. But yes, very and smart he reads, man. He reads the number so that when they give that message to the cops, they can look up that number and know who's mm-hmm. who the son is and they can get everybody identified. Yeah, and like basically <laughs> identify that they're British because, again, their passports didn't match anything. They didn't have any real info. So this helps a lot. And that led to the real Chanel moment of this episode where they were going to shoot the plane out of the air. So they're <laughs> riding through this space in Istanbul. No, it was in Romania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were going to shoot the plane out of the air. Because, by the uh, way, every time they fly over in, into a new airspace, the country is clearly like, who the fuck are you? Check in. And when they don't respond because they pulled the pilot out of the cockpit because Stringer Bell got the pilot out of the cockpit, I guess, to make them have to call and get checked on. Um Every t- like one of the countries is like, bitch, you're not gonna respond. All right, bet. So they scramble fighters. So because of that, London was able to identify all five hijackers. All of them were British. So they tell them, oh no, they're not Muslim. They're British. Don't shoot out the air. And, no, no, that's not what she said. She says, she says it's not terrorism. They're all British. And that's what, exactly what she said. And then they said, okay, we're not gonna shoot out the air. 
and then I, let the plane go. I mean, you're right. Like that's actually completely accurate. But the conflict is then basically as they're driving, they're driving over capital cities, and so obviously the country's like, "What the fuck? Are they about to bomb us? Because we got to shoot them down." And um, that Britain is like, "No, we promise. They're they're coming for us, not for you guys. Don't worry." It's so crazy because like they should have just shot them niggas out. I'm sorry, but like that's what should happen. Because... No, but they're but they're British. They're not terrorists. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, and then she's like, "Well, to be honest, you know, if it was over our airspace, we would have already blown them up." And I'm like, "Yeah, you would have exactly." So of course you would have. <laughs> yeah, but like Dubai, right? But like they like literally none none of these countries really want smoke with the UK, and I would understand that because they're the original assholes. So well, because they're protected by us, right? And also, like they're, they're the original colonizers. Like I would also be like, "That's not a fight I want to deal with." They got money. They got money that they stole from our country a hundred years ago. We don't need to do all this, you know. Um, they're just they're both they're Western bullies. Anyway, uh, that's basically it. They're on the ground trying to figure it out. The wife now knows that some shit's going on because she was going about her little day like like basically saying that nigga cried wolf. The son is God knows where. The people now have his ID because they know he's a problem on the plane, and um, they turn Wi-Fi on to be able to like start warning people on the ground. So they're looking for his old place where his wife ex-wife and son and detective daniel live now because they're about to probably go in on there and clean that house too quote unquote um Mm. and yeah like you said we end on the demands like that's the end of the fourth the fourth episode and i was really like like what the fuck is it and i'm actually disappointed that it's just releasing two niggas from jail like you're gonna kill 216 people over like who are this who are these niggas these are grand wizards like who are that's what i said and then i said we're probably going to get an episode next episode where it tells us more about these people. And it's got to be something real fucked up that London Mm. did for them Mm. to do this. Like the country did. Yeah. I hope it is. Or else this is going to be a shitty reason to hijack a plane. So it better be good. I mean, it's also just terrifying. Cause again, like you think, okay, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to overpower them. But like niggas are, there's so much misinformation and so much things you don't know. And you don't want to be the person to kick the shit off and like kill somebody else. Cause that's really where it's like unbearable. So, and then part of you was like, maybe this, if I just play it cool, we'll land. Like that's the crazy part is most times it's like fighting is a last resort, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I actually am terrified. Like stuff is just terrifying me lately. Cause I'm like, I like, it's, that's why I like sci-fi sometimes. And I'm like, that's just not gonna happen to me. But this is re- very real. Um, so anyway, they're they're you know it's interesting. They're act they're acting. Um, we're learning more. I, we still don't know a lot. Hopefully, we only got three more episodes left. So hopefully, um, you know, we have a good story wrapped up here. Yeah, the next episode is actually called. I looked up the name of it because it was kind of important. Edgar uh, and John. It's called Less Than an Hour. So that's the name of the next Something's going to happen in less than an hour. Yeah, like maybe the demands, maybe something else they have to figure out. Uh, probably another airspace entrance. Like, you know, they only got so many countries left before they're over. And these aren't the smartest hijackers. Because at, at one all. point he was fucking up the pilot and, and Stringer mm-hmm. was like, dog, that's the fucking pilot. What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> or they kept frustrated like first of all when the first country calls for the the code every country you about to pass is going to do this that should make sense to you so he gets irritated and smashes up the radio equipment like 
Mm-hmm. But I get, and again, in his mind, they would have been already like over this. The pilot would have said, "We're good." They would have been on track. Like that would have all happened already if they had been able to stick to the plan. So I know that's why he's like, it's not even his doing. Clearly, he's just in charge of what Edgar and John got going on. Um, the last thing is that the pilot did like Stringer's kind of playing all sides to the middle because like he tells the he gets the pilot out of the cockpit to create issues when they're radioing um he then uses the in-flight games to message the pilot and get him to uh like talk through what their options are and then also the pilot chooses to over like overdo his bearing by three degrees so that it's clear that he's in a straight line it's not an accident but he's not on target so that air traffic control will know he's in trouble and then when the hijacker mentions it or no, sorry, when one of the countries asks him to correct it, he overcorrects. So again, it makes a zigzag. So that's like a way that I guess pilots have come up with to demonstrate the things are messed up when they can't say it. And that also is another way that people on the ground are like, oh, shit, we're in trouble. So that kind of convinces everybody um, before the demands are heard, like, or even made known. Everyone in the government is like, oh, shit, this is real because they see the pilot doing all that. And they can no longer say like, Maybe it's a misunderstanding. Maybe the Wi-Fi is just off. Yeah, so that's hijacked episode one through four. I'm liking the show. Thanks, Chanel's liking the show. Yeah, we're gonna want, we're gonna see where it ends. Hopefully, it doesn't get end up flat. Uh, so yeah. I think they're gonna. I hope they land the plane. And... I really like. <laughs> Ew, I really like all Apple TV shows. So I feel like we're gonna be in for it's gonna be good. And we'll be back in three weeks or so when the show ends. Anything else before we go, Chanel? No, I mean, if you guys need weekly updates to be added to our gemstones, let us know. Cool. So make sure you leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. If you do, we'll read it on the show. Send us an email at wewasdragonspod at gmail.com. And we'll also be back this week with Righteous Gemstones, episode six. So make sure you check that out as well. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.